During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Welcome to the Walt Daily. This is episode 69. And for those that don't know us by now, we're a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic and one of us is Disney Challenge. But somehow we've made a way to make this relationship work. Yeah. All right. How's it going? Great. Fun fact about the number 69. So uh, there's a rapper by the name of Takashi69 that is currently... Um, is that the guy that's in jail? He's gonna, he's, in, he's kind of in jail. He might be away for a while. There's a lot of funny memes. I mean, obviously, it's a terrible situation because, you know, crimes are not fun. And then he has, like, a daughter and stuff he's supporting. But there's actually a lot of really funny memes about it because apparently he's, like, like there's memes. About, like, anytime news comes out that it sounds like someone could have snitched on them, they say it was him because he's trying to get a lesser sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, like, the memes it's would smart. be, like... <laughs> the memes would be like, um, so you know, like you know, Tristan Thomas. Like it was like news recently that you know he's he like cheated on the whole Kardashian thing. Uh-huh. So like the meme would be like this guy Takashi Six Nine in the court, and it'd be like, yeah, and it'd be, just be like, all right, so now let's talk about your racketeering, you know, your racketeering charges, and then Six Nine. The, the meme is like Six Nine says, "Have you heard about Tristan Thomas?" <laughs> <laughs> so all that's right. funny. Wow, Some random news. Yeah, that's it's good though. It's good that we are up to date. In the land of hip hop, as well culture. as Disney, yes, culture and Disney, because yeah. hip hop is culture. Well, yeah, of course, so. as is Disney. Yeah, some would say. <laughs> Richie just rolled yeah. his eyes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Getting headlines, real headlines, real Disney headlines. Okay, so first headline: Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot is coming back. Woohoo! I feel like that just happened. Yeah, I know. God. Festival of the Arts just happened, but now Festival of the Arts is over, and it is time to get into Flower and Garden. I feel like that's your favorite Epcot festival. Yeah. Although you did enjoy your Festival of the Arts time. Yeah, I'm wondering if this one was better. Might mm. be better. There's a lot more flowers, I'll say. Yeah, but I think I like the art better, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess that means we're going to have to take a trip. That way we can have a real comparison. Yeah. So Flower and Garden Festival starts March 6th, and it runs until June third. And I, when I was when I was writing down the dates, it was like three six to six three. Just saying. Oh nice. <laughs> is it, um, is it uh, a significant day? Like, is it a Monday to Monday, or is it like random days? Because that'll tell you if it was actually intentional or or coincidence. So March third is a Wednesday, and then June sixth is a Thursday. Oh. Huh. I can't tell you if it's coincidence it's or not. It's very close. <laughs> <laughs> it could have almost been a coincidence or almost been intentional. Mm-hmm. The jury's still out. But even if you cannot go during those times right now, and we're just a few days out from when the festival is actually supposed to officially begin, you can still see the topiaries that are out. There's new topiaries like Kermit, Bo Peep and her sheep. They're already making um, 
headlines, we'll say, around around the web. So you can already kind of see what they're going to be looking like. And the first garden rock singer is going to be the former vocalist of the band Journey. He will be the the person who's okay. starting the Garden Rock series out. I feel like I never know who any of these people, these performers are. Boys to Men sometimes performs, and Hanson, and uh, Simple Plan. Those are more I don't recent, know who Simple I Plan is. You had me until Simple Plan. Oh, well, I mean, they're from like the, <laughs> the 2000s. Yeah, point. But anywho, okay, next headline. International Women's Day is March 8th. Not really Disney news, but what is Disney news is the special things that they're going to be doing for International Women's Day. So for instance, at Magic Kingdom, they're going to have a sister soiree dance party is what it's called, and Joy from Inside Out and Judy Hopps from Zootopia are going to be there. At Epcot, the Voices of Liberty are going to be singing special female empowerment ballads. Are men not allowed to attend? Men are always welcome to attend mm. to support womanhood. If I was running that, I'd be like, guys are not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like being, having an International Women's Day is more than just including only women. I feel like it's celebrating the culture of women, which everybody can do. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then in Hollywood Studios, I think a lot of people are excited about this, but you can meet Ray from Star Wars. And meet the super women of Municiburg as well in the Incredibles area. Mm. So those are just a couple of things. There's also going to be special foods and other things that are going on in the parks. So definitely check your guide on March 8th if you're going to be there. Last headline. Okay. There's a new show at Animal Kingdom. A new group of performers. And it's called Bollywood Beats. <laughs> I'm so excited. So it, it just, it recently started. So at the time, the time that you're listening to this, it's already going on in the park. It's across from the Anandapur Theater in Asia and it's Bollywood dancers and you're encouraged to join in to listen to the sounds and the, and the beats of Bollywood. Mm -hmm. And it looks awesome. Super colorful, super high energy. I think it's just the perfect addition to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. And there's shows all day. So if you don't catch them at one time, you can catch them throughout the day. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people excited about that. Um, I remember I posted a, a meme on, on something else that was like a, a Bollywood actor or something like that. And like that community really rallied around that meme. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's very going to be a very similar thing with the new Bollywood show at Disney. Yeah, I think that maybe the that perf how do I say this that though the um, that type of performance has probably been a long time coming because it really hasn't been a represented area necessarily as yeah. much. So it's really exciting to see that Animal Kingdom going on with their awesome live entertainment is just is, is one-upping themselves. Animal Kingdom has the best live entertainment, mm -hmm. in my opinion, in Walt Disney World. I think that makes sense, too, because the it's mostly, like, I feel like the most thing that stands out about Animal Kingdom is, like, African performers. That's right? how I felt too. Yeah, I mean, I guess just because it, they have a lot of variety over there too. Yeah, but they have you know animals from like represent represented from all areas of the world. Exactly. Essentially, so yeah. kind of like Epcot, but animal version. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, those are my headlines today. Okay. I want to jump right into trivia because it's actually going to jump right in to what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. So. Let's get started with trivia. Okay. okay. 
I'm going to give you three parks and it's kind of like, so we're going to be talking about Tokyo Disneyland today and I'm going to ask you to put them in ranks again. But don't worry, it's again? not as complicated as last time. Okay. It's not as complicated as there's last time. There's only three. Time. Yeah, there's only three. So Disneyland in California, mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom in Orlando, and Tokyo Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Which of the three are the biggest, is the biggest park? Not the the actual resort whole as a whole the individual park how would you rank them in terms of largest to smallest or smallest to largest whichever you would choose i think the largest is animal kingdom no no no. okay magic kingdom oh, magic kingdom tokyo disneyland <laughs> so just those three parks okay specifically those three parks so it's tokyo um magic and then disneyland so tokyo is the largest yeah you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I'm so glad you got that because I really thought that you were going to think that Magic Kingdom was the largest. No, I knew it wasn't. How did you know? Because there's much more space in Tokyo Disneyland. Or it just feels like there's much more space. Because there is. Well, yeah. There there technically is. There's actually only really a difference of 10 acres, which isn't a huge amount mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So there's only a difference of 10 acres. So that's but exponential when you have Japanese people designing stuff. Because they're very efficient at layout and crowd control, probably on top of that. (laughs) It's really like 50. Yeah, it could be, but not literally. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like 50. Okay. I'm going to, so same three parks. How would you rank the parking lot size? Oh, I know that too. What is it? So Tokyo is the biggest. Okay. And then comes Magic and then Disneyland. So you think that the actual size of the parking lot is a direct relation to what the size of the actual park is, is what you're telling me. Because since Tokyo is the biggest, okay, you're completely wrong. Really? Yeah. You're completely wrong. That's interesting. Every single rank is incorrect. So it's backwards? Is it it exactly backwards? No, it's not exactly backwards. It's all wrong. So Magic has the biggest? So Magic Kingdom has the biggest parking lot, not only in Disney... um, parks as a whole, but it has the fifth biggest parking lot in the world. Oh, wow. So it's pretty crazy. That's significant. The second largest parking lot is actually Disneyland in California. Hmm. And then Tokyo? And then Tokyo. That also makes sense because, you know, Tokyo is mostly commuter, like people commute in. No one really has cars. Yeah. So the, the, most part. the public transport system is super efficient mm-hmm. in Japan and it's definitely reflected in the, in the parking lot size. Is there another trivia question after this? No, that's okay. it. Because I have a question. Oh gosh! What? Who has the most traffic in the park? The most attendance, mm-hmm. you mean? So, Magic Kingdom is number one. Disneyland is number two, and Tokyo Disneyland is number three. At okay. the last, at the last list that I actually saw. Okay. Um. But, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so. so. Hopefully, someone will double check that and see if you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but anyways, so let's get into what we're going to be talking about today, mm-hmm. which is Disney deciding to bring Disneyland to Tokyo mm-hmm. as its first international park. So just a little bit of context. At the time that there was, before Tokyo Disneyland opened in 1983, it was, I mean, I guess that this is still true today, it was said that Americans are four hours or less 
technically from a park in either direction. So like even if you live in the very, very center of the U US, you're really only four hours away from getting into a Disney park. Yeah, it would be by plane. Okay. Because if you drive from Montana to Disneyland in four hours, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's possible. Okay. So, and actually at the time, well before, again, Tokyo Disneyland opened, a lot of outside um, companies and developers were trying to reach out to Disney to say, hey, bring Disney to us. We can we can make this great. We can work as a partnership and, and whatnot. So when Disney was looking to open an international park, the really the biggest contenders were Japan or just Europe in general. So those were kind of where they were, were starting off. Is so, like, so what made them go to Japan? So a few reasons. The things that they were looking at just in general for if they can gauge of whether or not a Disney park would be successful there is the economic stability of the country itself, mm -hmm. um, how the Disney brand is received at the in the country, and the potential for growth. And so, what? You know what's funny about that is that uh, sports teams have a similar issue. What do you mean? Like when a city, when a sports franchise is trying to decide, like if they if it's going to be a new sports franchise or if they're going to move because something happened, they have to like take into account all those different types of things. But that's interesting because I feel like when they moved the Rams to LA. I don't know that that was a great decision because isn't LA not a big sports town? So I don't know any of the details behind why that happened uh -huh. um, or what happened there, but all those things that you mentioned comes into play. And, and it could have been something happened with a deal that they weren't getting, you know, some sort of funds or the proper funds to like mm -hmm. continue. And then like St. Louis is not the greatest city to Ooh. have like sports franchises in. People, People know that. People in St. Louis are probably yelling at you right no, now. No, I know. They might be upset, but I mean, it's just kind of true. And I think that's also why the freaking team left. The St. Louis Cardinals are like one of the, probably the most popular baseball teams in the country. Yeah, but that's for, for the, probably for that sport, though. Like, because you have to think about those things. Like, is the sport going to do well there? Like, you just have to, you have to, why did it leave then? So you don't think a sports if, fan if, is if just was, a fan of was, sports in general? If it was the greatest place to have a team, there would be a football team there. Okay. Like, there's just the economics behind it. It's not my opinion. It's just, the, it's like what happened. So you think Miami's <laughs> the best place to have the Dolphins? It's a it's a good place to have a sports teams. Look at the Miami Heat. Look at the Miami Marlins. Like, look, like they're all in one city. Mm, yeah, they're all here, but I even, feel like... Even the Florida Panthers are here. That's true, which is a hockey team. And it's very hot. By the way, it's very hot today. Yeah. It's like 95 degrees. I mean, either way, though, that's... I mean, you know, obviously there's no offense. I don't even know if I know anyone from St. Louis. So, like, I don't, I don't... <laughs> I don't have anything against them. It's just globally kind of looking at it from a nationwide standpoint. Okay. That's the reason why the team left. It was like economic reasons. Okay. So, anyhow. Back to Disney. Yeah. Very good, very good point to prove Disney's point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it was thought that because of those three just generic factors that Japan would actually be one of the best places to bring Disney to. And more so than that, so when when the thought was like, okay, so let's let's investigate Japan a little bit more. There were other factors that were unveiled that, oh, this is why this would be successful here. So one, and this is a crazy, crazy statistic, this the 
there's a memo that was released. It was called an executive summary about why to bring. They were calling it Oriental Disneyland at the time, which is super racist. It's you know, <laughs> it's really not politically correct in in terms of today's standards. But they were calling it Oriental Disneyland at the time, like before it was actually settled that it would be Tokyo Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But there was an executive summary for all the reasons about why this would be a good project. And one of them was that the actual size of Japan is roughly about the size of California, but the actual general area that the, the in Tokyo Bay where the parks would be located, or the park at the time, not, not plural, but where the park at the time would be located contains three times the population density of the general area where Disneyland and Anaheim is located. So it's a much more concentrated area of people in that smaller area, in addition to having such a good um, public transit system to Mm. add to that, to bring people to the park. I didn't didn't never think that to look at the map and compare California and Japan, it actually does kind of look like each other. They they look kind of like mirror images of each other, like Japan's just flipped. No, I think it's the same, has the same kind of left turn, doesn't it? Oh, does it have yeah, a left so turn? Yeah, it's kind of the same. Oh, I was thinking, that's a right turn. Wait. Japan? I'm, it's because I'm looking at you. It's a right turn. Yeah, yeah. No, but Japan... When you, Japan has a left turn. And so does California. From start, from starting at the top, it goes down and to the left. To the right. It is to the right. You're right. My bad, guys. <laughs> Richie and I... I have dyslexia. Can I learning. just... It's not even that, Richie. Like... You and I have had disputes and disagreements off to, off camera about geography before, <laughs> and Richie just he, tell them the story because it's a it's a cute story, but it still angers me about why you don't know geography. Okay, so I am probably one of the absolute worst at geography. Like I don't know anything in terms of geography. I don't know capitals. I don't know where countries are. I don't know if countries are capitals or cities. And the reason <laughs> is is because. Um, I, my first class in sixth grade, which is where I think, you know, middle school is where you get a solid foundation of geography and just middle school in general. And, uh, sixth grade, literally my first period that I had to go to school in sixth grade was first period was geography. And that was for the whole year. And that meant that that was immediately the sleep class. Like that's the class I slept in. And my teacher just kind of gave up on me and just knew that like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to go right to sleep because I'm not a morning person. <laughs> and that's exactly what I literally slept every class. I failed it. I almost had, I almost had to do summer school in sixth grade because I failed. No, not almost. I had to do uh, summer school in sixth grade because I would have failed sixth grade if I didn't do make up that class in summer school oh because gosh. I failed it. Oh gosh. But then it just became a trigger for the rest of my life that anytime I heard about geography, I just got like sleepy and I just never really paid attention. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. To this day. To this day. I'm terrible at geography. And Richie and I are actually planning our honeymoon right now mm-hmm. and he he literally I have to describe exactly like what this like where things are located to figure out exactly where we're going. Yeah. But anyways, that that's that's adorable. But it does explain <laughs> a lot. As to why you don't know what you know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Really nicely put. Thanks. (laughs) So, but anyways, so yeah, so that's kind of another factor that, that Disney said, hey, this would actually be a good idea. There's so, and there's a couple of other things that I want to bring up because it's actually, I think you're going to be really interested in it. So the Oriental Land Company, who's still running the 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 infrastructure of Dis- Tokyo Disneyland today 
they are a commercial residential developer and the area where Tokyo Disneyland was was that was prospected to be um, at the government said that you can have this land and you can develop it but part of it has to be used for the public good and why would the government say that well the actual country itself was becoming big into technology, recovering from, from post-war. This was, I mean, this was in the 70s, so there was a lot of recovery still happening from post-war, a lot of people working a lot. And what the government did was they wanted to decrease the work week to five days a week. So actually bring it down to what we would consider like a normal work week and also encourage development to be for the public good for leisure activities so that they would get out of kind of that working 24 seven mm -hmm. type of situation. So how did they over, like how did they, what is it used now for public? So the public good that Oriental Land Company did is actually Disneyland. So that partnership accomplished what the government said that they had to do with the public good land area of the particular development that they were planning. Okay, because I think about public good, I think about things that are like kind of like free almost. Yeah, well, apparently <laughs> apparently public good, Disneyland was good enough for that. Yeah, okay. And yeah. I think that more public good, the the actual the actual goal from that was a leisure. Was more leisure activities for mm. for the the population. Interesting. Yeah. So Definitely pretty cool that Disneyland was, it's almost like government mandate. Okay, fine, you can do this. <laughs> yeah. You have to have Disney. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. So how do you feel about that? No, I think that's interesting. All right, so Tokyo, they, they're, they're deciding to move forward with this project. And there's a lot of, I mean, we're kind of glossing over it pretty quickly just so that we can, you know, this, this episode would be four hours long if we went into all the nitty gritty of like the details. Mm -hmm. But... So what, what ends up happening is that Oriental Land Company is um, it's in charge of developing and, and, and getting Disney to Tokyo, but Disney is still in charge of the creative processes and really training the, the future cast members to work in a type of, to give that Disney experience, mm -hmm. regardless of the fact that they're, you know, literally across the world. Okay. And actually, cast members, they, they, they went to Tokyo to develop the, the project, but also potential cast members came to America in order to work and kind of get right. the feel of what the, the Disney you know, experience would be like. Did they have like those college programs, those travel programs back then? Not to my knowledge. I'm really mm -hmm. not sure. I haven't looked that up before. Okay. So what other reasons were that like, was like deciding factors? in terms of getting Tokyo to make a Disney? Well, for Disney's, from their, from Disney's perspective, I think that the, the potential for growth and the receptiveness to, for, to Disney that the Japanese people would have is what their primary concern was. Because what's the point of bringing it there if it's not going to grow and become very successful? Mm -hmm. And it's what's interesting is they thought that in order to have a projected um, uh, first year admission, let's say it's 10 million people, they projected that they would have to have between 25 and 35 attractions in order to accommodate X amount of people so that they would be able to have this amount of population mm -hmm. in, their, in their park for the first year. 
So it's pretty interesting. So was there, because I know you had found like a, a document that covers a lot of this. Was there anything that they were like concerned about or were worried about in Gordon, Tokyo? That's a very interesting question. <laughs> and in the document, actually, one of the biggest things that they were concerned about was the weather. Because Tokyo's weather can be unpredictable. There's typhoons, there's earthquakes. So one of the ways that they decided to, I guess, I, I, I use combat, like the word loosely, but one of the ways they thought they could continue driving the, the attendance despite having unpredictable weather was putting the World Bazaar, which is kind of like the main street of Tokyo Disneyland, covered. Mm, that's why they did that. Mm -hmm. So I thought they were just trying to follow the culture because it looked like a lot of other things. Because it looked like other areas in Tokyo that, that you've seen. That had that specific type of covering. Like a glass covering overhead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it being because of weather. Yeah. That's really interesting. So that's one of the ways that they really accommodated, I, well, you know, the, the, one of the ways that they kind of problem for solved, yeah, yeah. For, for that type of unpredictability. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really interesting because it's so true. Like Tokyo weather can be... I mean, when we were there last, it rained every single day. <laughs> yeah, except for the day that we went. Exactly, cool. except for the way that yeah. we went to Tokyo Disneyland, which is crazy. But yeah, like so that was so one of the things for, they did. I feel like they're so prepared for that type of weather, though. Like, everyone has, like, crazy rain gear, and, mm -hmm. like, it looks like there's absolutely nothing affected by any weather there. Even, like, remember when we were there, there was, like, the next day was going to be a hurricane. Everything looked normal. Totally normal. Yeah, and then they, I think they had the hurricane, and, like, everything also was just kind of normal. Yeah, and then like, everybody is like, oh, time to go to work. It's time, time to yeah, wake up. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, do you know if there was any sort of crazy damage that any of those parks had um, suffered from any storms or anything? From any natural disasters? Not that I've heard of. Um, I, can't, I can't say yes or no because I haven't researched it specifically. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, but I'm sure that they are prepared. <laughs> no, I mean, all the structures in that entire country are like, you, you can't really destroy them. For yeah. the most part. It's very well designed and it's designed for that type of situation because it's an island. It's literally just an island there and there's yeah. so many storms that come through that area. It's really, really interesting. Like it takes a lot to do damage in Tokyo. Yeah. Or I want, in Japan. I mean, here in, or in Orlando, we're very, since also Florida weather can be kind of unpredictable as well in terms of storms, no earthquakes, of course, but in terms of storms, you just never know if, if something crazy is going to happen. And I feel like cast members always have like they have their rain gear ready, their, their rain yeah, but slicker. Uh, Americans in general, and most of the people there in general, are not prepared for that type of weather. <laughs> Even if they know it's going to happen, yeah. it's not you're not prepared. No shot. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, you know what struck me though when I was doing kind of this research is the the restaurants that they were that they were talking about that, and this is. I don't know how many are still there from to today, but the cuisine that they chose was like really, really American stuff. That makes sense. Hot dogs, though. egg salad. But that makes sense because you want them to experience like Disney, which was mm -hmm. American. But the reason why it struck me was because, like, now I feel like Disney, if they did it all over again, they would integrate way more specifics to the actual culture. Like, you know... Have they done that with recent parks? Well, with, like, Shanghai Disneyland, for instance, that was, I mean, opened not too long ago, a few years ago. Mm. And it's 
I feel like it's way more tailored to the the Chinese people in terms of their taste for whatever type of food, you know, their their food tastes. Okay. Than what they were describing as, you know, like literally like hot dogs, egg salad, you know, just very generic things that like we would see every day here. Yeah, that, I mean that makes sense though. You're, you're making it seem like oh, I can't believe they did that. Like that you're making because remember when we go there, we're not like going there to experience American stuff. But when those people go to Disney, like I think they're trying to get the feel of like what Disney is like. But I feel like also the fact that they brought Disney to Tokyo, that you can't just make a carbon copy. Even though yes, there were a lot of ride similarities and traction similarities in terms of the actual experience, it doesn't necessarily have to be like everything exactly the same. That's what makes it. You know, fun to go to is because it's just that much. Like it's just a little bit different. Yeah, but even when we went there, it's almost exactly the same. The park or the food? Not the. I'm talking about the food. I'm feeling like the food is too. I just can't remember having like Asian dishes when we were there. There were lots of things that we wouldn't have found here. I'm trying to think of some. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like all the stuff was around Disney. Like it was Disney stuff. Yeah, but. All I, the, the only point that I'm getting at is that nowadays, if they wouldn't start from the get-go, only American-style food at this park. Because it's just, I feel like it's not a successful way to go yeah. in general. Well, maybe now, because maybe now, you know, travel is so rampant and, you know, people can go anywhere for very, fairly, you know, um, inexpensively, maybe. Where it's like, now it's not a big deal. Versus like when they first came out with it, it's like... It wasn't just like people were willy-nilly going from one country to the next? Uh, I don't know. I guess. I mean, that's why they chose to, to build something in Tokyo anyways. That way it would be closer to that side of the world. So, yes, in Who some ways. Who experience American stuff? I, I, you know what? To, <laughs> I feel like Disney is more than about just experiencing American, American stuff. Disney parks specifically. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Look at Main Street. What the hell is Main Street? Main Street is a themed land. It's a themed land. It's not like representative. I mean, it's, it's, I see what you're getting at, but I, I just, I, I respectfully disagree for reasons I can't tell you right now. Because okay. I can't think of them. Because <laughs> they don't exist. Because they, 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 can't come, they can't come to my mind. But no, I'm like, like the park itself is not just to bring America over there. Like the park itself is to, so that people can experience these amusement enterprises that Walt Disney created because people just find them fun and but they... What were the inspirations behind Walt Disney making these things? Well, specifically, so Main Street is a themed land. Yes, it's a themed land. So maybe you'll have more American style foods there because that's where it's supposed to be. But if you go to a, like Adventureland, it's also a themed land. American? Adventureland? That's not the American one? It takes you... So, for Which instance, the in one? the Jungle Which Cruise the Frontierland... That's what I was thinking of. That's what I thought you brought up. I was like, you idiot. Then why did you roll your eyes at me? You rolled your <laughs> eyes at me so much. But anyway, Because Frontierland's also pretty American. But if you look at Adventureland, which is where the Jungle Cruise is, they take you to Africa, to South America. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, it's yeah. not just so that you could be like, oh, this is what America is like. No. But, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but anyways probably the most fun fact I got out of this was and 
there's so many fun facts, but one of the most bizarre things, I guess, was the fact that they were calling it Oriental Disneyland during the initial development stages. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. And in but, fact, Oriental, like when it was spelled on the, like the, the executive summary sheet, had two little ears, the O, mm-hmm. like Mickey Mouse. That's funny. I mean, but, you know, terms change, you know, like... That's like, what I'm the, saying. Like, it's like, normal like it's stuff, not, so. like, I, I'm Asian American. Like, I don't find that word offensive. Really? No. I'm just kidding. I no, mean, no, I meant, like, you're Asian American. It's outdated, but <laughs> offensive, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say. But anyways. <laughs> no, you didn't, get the, you didn't get the joke. Say, say it again. I said that you are Asian American. <laughs> I am. I know. I was, oh. just, I was just joking. Oh, okay. Oh, God. We're getting married in a month, and you didn't know that? Yeah. We are getting married in a month, and things are going right according to plan. <laughs> as in explosions are happening in the background, yeah. as we walk away from disasters. We're working on it. Yes. Yeah, so we are getting married in a month. We got engaged at Tokyo Disneyland. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> so that's really all that I had to bring to the table for you in learning a little bit about how Tokyo Disneyland came to Tokyo. Nice. And you know what I'll do? That way, if, if you want to know more about this specific, like the all these details that Disney actually wrote to, in the deciding process of bringing Disney to Tokyo, I'm going to put a link in the description about for, to, to Diz Avenue, which is where I got this information from, um, so that you can read it in in crazy crazy detail which it's very interesting i do recommend reading the whole thing so that'll be in the podcast show notes and in the description on youtube yeah cool and we'll probably post on instagram cool and twitter cool and facebook all right which speaking of you're that's it right you don't have the episode I, well i'm done with what i wanted to tell you about yeah okay good all right speaking of social media please uh hope everyone really enjoyed the episode follow us on all your favorite social media platforms and connect with us there make sure to check out the alexa flash briefing and that's all i got all right well that sounds okay. wonderful richie <laughs> thank you so much for contributing that <laughs> <laughs> so no seriously though thank you guys so much for listening taking a little bit out of time out of time out of your day to spend with us we hope this brought a little bit of magic to your day and we'll see you next time goodbye